How's it going, everybody? It is once again me, Chewy, one of the hosts of the podcast titled Exploring the Myths Behind the Legends. And for this episode, we have a very special guest. We have none other than Kayla, who is a host of the podcast titled A Little Wicked. So how are you, Kayla? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. We were talking behind the scenes a little bit, and I'm just like, ugh, from work, but I'm, I'll survive. It's okay. I guess we're going to start off with the the podcast questions. I mean, like, um, as far as your podcast, how was that seed planted? Whose idea was it? You have a, a co-host, right? I do. Um, actually, she hasn't been on for a couple episodes, but she has a lot of stuff going on in her life, so... It's 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 whatever, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it was kind of my idea because um, I, I, I was kind of inspired, not gonna lie, by Morbid because um, they're just who I would listen to all the time. So I'm like, oh, this looks fun. So um, I, I um, offered it to Ashley if she would just want to do it with me. Um, so we just started doing this back in July. Um, it, we had the idea a couple months beforehand, but it took a little bit to actually, you know, get the equipment get used to using the equipment because neither of us is good with computers and stuff. So, um, but yeah, that's how we got started with that. All right. So uh, I'm assuming you're a fan of horror or supernatural topics, right? I am. Um, I'm, I have always been um, intrigued by like paranormal creatures, like where the origins came from. Um, I'm a weirdo and I think some of them are true. Like, <laughs> Just because I, I like that kind of stuff. It's like um, living in like, um, I don't know, on the edge or waiting for like, waiting to see something weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I do like um, my horror movies. I'm always, I've always been interested in like learning about serial killers just for basically like the psychology of how their brains work um, and like what affects them, like the whole nature versus nurture, which I bring up um, my, it's, basically all my opinion because like I'm not um I don't have like a degree in criminology or anything like that I did study it for a bit but I I didn't graduate with it um but yeah I do talk about that in some of my episodes of like nature versus nurture and like how um their brains work so you brought up a lot of things that I want to talk to you about so remind me (laughs) because uh I had some notes here but I can't find them right now but anyways you mentioned uh, neither of you has any sort of technical background or experience. So what kind of equipment do you use for your podcast? What kind of microphones? I mean, if you can elaborate on that a little bit. Yeah. So um, I use a Samson um, Q, Q2U um, and she uses um, a, uh, what is it over here? A Rode microphone. Um, so hers is a condenser, which is kind of, picks up everything and mine's more of a dynamic, which is just like more for um, intimate things, such as like a podcast of two people in a room. Um, So I had to figure out, because they're both USBs, I had to figure out how to put that on a laptop. Um, So I use voice meter to kind of connect it. Um, So we are, so we're able to both record on my computer using Audacity. And then I just edit everything on Audacity and upload it to our, um, to our site um, through Buzzsprout. So I kind of just had to figure out like the technical things using Audacity, how to um, transfer everything to MP3, um, how to figure out, because I didn't know until that moment that you couldn't use two USB microphones and one laptop (laughs) unless you had like an interface. 
and I am kind of broke and didn't want to buy an interface, so I found an <laughs> online free one, which is pretty easy to use, um, which I think it serves the same purpose. It just can't make like the fun background noises that like an interface thing um, soundboard could, but I think I can do without. <laughs> okay. So I've never heard of that before. So that you're, I mean, if I understand it correctly, you found some sort of website or, or either like a plugin or something on the internet that you used to record your episodes? Yeah, so um, so the voice meter is just a program that the um, the input goes through, and then that connects to the Audacity. Um, the you, do you use Audacity? Is that what you said earlier? No, I don't. But but uh, I'll, I'll talk to you about what I use right now in a minute. Okay. Uh, so yeah, Audacity is just like what the, the actual recording program that I can edit and um, record our episodes on. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting because, I mean, I, I do have some sort of recording experience, but my background is more in music than it is in podcasting. I just started this podcast uh, about a year and a half ago with a friend of mine, a very dear friend of mine, and she's kind of like dealing with personal stuff too, so we're kind of in the same boat, you and I. <laughs> so for right now, she's taking a break while she's sorting all that. I mean, she got a new job. She moved to a new place, so it, it's kind of like a little hectic for her right now, so she's going to be out for a few weeks. And what I've been doing is, is this whole special interview slash discussion episodes but yeah so my experience is more in music and the program that i use is called mixcraft what i do is i what i'm doing right now actually i am running a line from my phone's headphone connection into a recording device and saving that into an sd card and then i'll transfer those files to my computer and use my my music program to edit and add all the nice little effects and stuff like that so it's kind of a different approach, but I mean, I, I'm not a professional or anything. Like, I mean, I have some experience, but I'm not really like a pro pro. I'm still trying to figure things out myself, really, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, mine is a lot of YouTube. And actually, before this, um, my friend Lexi, she lives a couple states away. So we were trying to figure out how to do it, like, because um, she wants to be on um, A Little Wicked. So I'm like, okay, that'd be fun. Um, so we're trying to figure out how to use Discord and stuff and like try to record on one thing which actually worked out an even better way than we planned. So it was a lot of, it's been a lot of YouTube education for the last couple mm. months, but it's, it's working so far. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I mean, if, if, I mean, just for future reference, if you have any questions, maybe I can help with some of that, but I mean, so I'd be so happy. I'll to, probably keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah, I'd be happy to try to help you out. And if I can, then I'll probably try to find a way to refer you to something that I know will help you, like a YouTube video or something. Oh, cool. Thank you. Yeah, so as far as the, the topics, I listened to a couple of your episodes and they're really, really interesting, to say the least. <laughs> the ones that I heard, I listened to the one about, well, actually, I, heard, I think I heard three of them because I, I, I got a kind of like a long commute to work, but I listened to the one about the Wendigos. That was pretty cool. Uh, we've done one about that ourselves. And then I heard something about the one about the, the Torso Killer, I believe. Uh, that was... Oh, this is gonna look bad. I, what was his name? It was the one from New York and New Jersey. Yeah, um, he would drive around and kidnap women and, and uh, yeah. kill them in hotels or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that was the one. And then the last one that I heard was the one about the guy. I forgot his name too. But, uh, Carl something that he would. Uh, Carl Danka. Yeah, he would sexually assault his victims. Oh, was it that? No, that's um, that was. Um, was that Andre Chikatilo? 
I'm not sure if the, because I remember his name, just, if I remember correctly, the name was Carl, and, and he traveled to Europe, and he was in the army or something like that, and I think your mom was a guest in that episode, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, uh, yeah, um, Carl Panzeram. That's who it was. Okay. Sorry, yes. they all kind of blend together after a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Like, I have, like, I have, like, two or three Carl episodes, so some of them take torsos. They just kind of, like... <laughs> <laughs> so, what I was trying to get to asking you was... How do you find these topics? Where do you look for them? Do you have previous knowledge that you read about throughout your lives? Or do you actively search for stuff on the internet as you're considering the topics for your episodes? So the Wendigo one, um, I had heard of Wendigos before, um, but I didn't really think of doing it for an episode because like it just didn't pop in my head. But my cousin actually, <laughs> she found like a TikTok on it actually, uh, on, on Wendigos and she sent it to me. She's like, can you do an episode on this? Because they terrify me. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, but a lot of the killers, I have a book um, that I just kind of Russian roulette through it. I'll flip a page and stop on one and that's who I do an episode on. Um, but lately, um, like today, I actually just went on, um, Google and went like on lesser known crimes. And then I go through like rabbit holes and, um, find ones that way. Mm, yeah. Cause, uh, like th those ones, for example, I'm not too familiar with them. And of course everyone's familiar with the popular ones. I mean, quote unquote, like the Ted Bundy's and all those guys. Yeah. Yeah. We try to stay away from the more popular ones. Cause it's like, to me, it, it's kind of like reinventing the wheel. Like everybody knows Ted Bundy. Everybody knows Ed Gein. Um, but I, I really like going over the ones that like aren't really that popular or that familiar. Cause it's like hearing like a whole new story, like taking a, a new take on something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I think that's quite interesting because that differentiates your podcast from the other ones. Yeah. That, that's also kind of what we're going for as well. <laughs> like not going to lie. Cause it's like, Everybody does Ted Bundy, but like not too many people like knew about like the Torso Killer or um, Carl Danka, because um, Carl Danka was it's probably like one of my most favorite episodes just because I stumbled upon his case and he doesn't even have a history before what he did and what he did would not have even been found out unless he killed himself. So basically, um, Carl Danka was like this guy lived in like this little town in Germany. Um, some guy accused him of fighting him. People didn't believe him. And as Carl was arrested and waiting in his waiting cell, he hanged himself. They didn't know why. And then they went to his apartment and they found, um, that he was cannibalizing people. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's just a long story short. <laughs> so this guy disappeared from the public eye and it just turns out he was having an orgy yeah. buffet in his apartment, huh? Yeah, they were like, that's weird. He killed himself. We better go clean out his apartment. And they walked in and they're like, wow, that's a, that's a lot. Wow, this goes to show you that you never know who you know, right? No, yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, uh, just uh, as, as a point of reference for you, I do have some sort of a background in psychology. Actually, that was my major in college and I did finish it. But psychology majors in college don't really specialize into anything until you get into the post degree, like the graduate school degrees. So the master's and then, of course, the PhDs. So my knowledge of psychology is really broad and not, nothing. I would never call myself an expert. But when I listen to stuff like the stuff you talk about, it kind of, oh, yeah, yeah, that, that rings a bell. Yeah, like the whole nature versus nurture aspect. That's that's a, a big topic that they touch up on when you're talking about intro psychology courses. So when it comes to, to that, I mean, uh, 
what do you think is... I mean, of course, I think both things would play a part in my opinion, but... Would your opinion be that one is more dominant than the other? When it comes to nature versus nurture? Yeah. Um, that's a really good question because honestly, I think it depends case by case. Um, because there are some people who are by nature just kind of like wired differently. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas like in the torso killer, like he didn't have any like trauma or anything noted in his life to cause that nurture aspect. And yet he still killed all those women. Whereas in one of my most recent episodes, Mary Bell, who was an 11 year old killer, um, she grew up like as the nurture aspect and then eventually like turned her life around. So I don't know if one is more dominant than the other. I think that would just be more like case by case basis. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, I don't want to sound like a, like a pocketbook Freud here or a psychologist, but I think everyone, I mean, you go, you can go through situations in your life that are quote unquote good or bad or easy or difficult, depending on how you look at it. But it's ultimately up to you to make the decisions. I mean, it's, of course, the, you know, and, and I say that because that guy, that, that episode that I was talking to you about earlier, that Carl guy, it seemed like he was never able to catch a break. I mean, he was always involved in really horrible situations. And I guess, you know, yeah. no matter when you reach a point like that, where it's, it's uh, I think anybody would be broken, really. I don't think anybody could make it through that kind of life in one piece, like psychologically speaking yeah you're you're right um i believe in that too where it's like um you either make something a crutch for your life or you become better from it everybody does have that choice um i started reading the book on call parents around where he it's basically the one he wrote himself um where he it does it goes more in depth i didn't go as in depth on the episode because um, i feel like it would have been like a two-parter <laughs> mm -hmm. but yeah he really like the more you look into his story, he really could not catch a break and he just kind of had to evolve into his life. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it, again, it's, he went through a difficult life, but it, he, I mean, I, I don't mean to sound like kind of like a, a bastard or anything here, but I mean, he could still have decided to, you know what, I, I, I don't want to spread any more hate than I've ever experienced. But yeah. at the same time, like I said, it, it would have been very difficult for anyone. I mean, I, I don't think anybody could have emerged from that situation in, in one piece, you know, so it, I'm not trying to justify him either, by the way. But, oh no no i get what you're saying yeah but it's understandable i guess to a point to, to see how somebody could get to that point and decide to do the things he decided to do especially like times back then whenever like there weren't really like like therapy and stuff like that wasn't oh yeah as prominent as it is today so yeah because i mean psychology is only about 120 years old yeah 150 <laughs> maybe if, if you go back a few more years but really i mean psychology has been around since maybe the 1880s 1890s. Oh, I didn't know it was, it was like that fresh. Yeah, it's fairly recent. I mean, Freud was around in the, the late 1890s, maybe early 1900s. It seems like everyone thinks that psychology has been around forever, but as, as a field of study, it hasn't really. It hasn't. And even in psychology, there's a whole bunch of different schools that you can learn about, and, and Freud is just one of them. He's the most popular one because everyone has the, your mama jokes, you know, <laughs> based on, on yeah. I mean, you know, he thinks everything's derived from sexual behavior and stuff like that or thoughts yeah i um so when i was going to college i was studying criminology and forensics so i did take a couple of like the basic classes of like anthropology sociology psychology so like that's kind of like where my interest in those kind of uh came from mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so I mean, just to give you an idea, there's you, you would imagine that psychologists are all about feelings and emotions and th stuff like that. But there's actually a branch of psychology that doesn't really study that. You can believe that. So, what? Do you know what branch that is? I'd like to look into that. Yeah, it's the behaviorists. Behavior? Oh. Yeah, behaviorists. And uh, you can just look up uh, Dr. Skinner, like Principal Skinner from The Simpsons. You said Skinner? Yeah, Skinner, like Principal Skinner from The Simpsons. Um, that guy was basically, he, all he was concerned with studying is just the, the reactions to whatever stimulus a subject will be presented with. So he, he didn't really care to study about any thoughts or emotions or feelings that that's, that subject may have had. All he wanted to study was, how does this person react when I flash a light in his face? Right? It doesn't have... To him, it was didn't really matter if the person blinked because that reminded him of a trauma in childhood. He's like, I don't care about that. I care only about the type of reaction that I see. So, that's, that's really interesting, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of people don't know that, and it's it's like wow. I mean, and again, and again I'm not an expert, but that's kind of just what I remember from my studies in, in college. But I mean, <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's kind of interesting when you think about it. But uh, going back to your podcast a little bit, as far as the format, uh, do you usually just narrate stuff like that, or uh, have you tried anything, anything different for any of your episodes? Or so I'm kind of just playing it by ear at this point. So whenever it's me and when it's me and Ashley, we kind of had like some slight banter that like I try to keep the banter pertaining to the case because um, I know sometimes when I listen to podcasts and they go on like 20 minute banters that don't relate to the case, I kind of lose interest. Mm -hmm. So we try to keep it try to keep it like that. But whenever it's just by myself, I do kind of just try to keep it narrating. Um, I'm just still kind of playing around with it <laughs> because I haven't done too many by myself so i'm just trying to find my groove with that um but other than that i haven't really thought of um changing my format and have you thought about how many uh episodes per season or have, have you given that any thought um not really um i don't really do seasons um i haven't really thought about seasons i just kind of um keep it to two release days a week um we usually would record like one day and just have like our episodes backed up um, just for the release days um, that, that worked for us. Um, even by myself, it's still it's still working out. Um, I just kind of have it all as like, I guess, one continuous show. Yeah. Uh, for our part, I mean, we tend to do 13 episodes per season because 13, you know, horror. I mean, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh -huh. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's worked out for us, I mean, so far. Uh, but actually, since we're on this break right now, my co-host and I have been talking. Actually, we just had a little mini-meeting the other day. And we're going to think about changing a few things. So hopefully that'll make um, things more interesting for the listeners. Because uh, we've had the same format for this entire time. And we feel like, ah, it's, it's time to change things a little bit and see what happens. And if it's not something that people receive too well, then we can always go back to the other one. So we'll try things out. Yeah. We've only been doing this a couple of months, so I'm sure it'll change at some point. Have you thought about expanding to anything as far as maybe a YouTube channel or anything like that? Um, we've discussed it. Um, the thing is, is I'm in charge of like a, like all of the social media and stuff, and um, I'm still trying to um, get like merch and stuff made. So it's kind of all just on me, and I feel like I already have too much on my plate um, as it is. But I would like to eventually start to do like a YouTube and stuff whenever I have like more time to actually make it decent instead of just lack of a better term half-assing one thing <laughs> yeah of course um, 
I would like for it to like be something that people would actually want to um, sit and watch. In our experience and other people that I've spoken to with podcasts, it seems like podcasts are not very popular on YouTube for some reason. I don't know if you've come across that or you've heard about that, but essentially um, people that upload their episodes to YouTube, they don't get too many listens or views or whatever you, you may call them. So it, it's kind of a weird thing, I, I think. I mean, I, of course, YouTube is a video platform, so that's kind of understandable to a point. But there are channels that are literally people just talking, like reading a uh, story or reading a book or something like that. And those have a lot of listens or views. And actual podcast episodes that have original content are hardly ever uh, popular. So I don't know if you've heard about that. I haven't. I mean, that honestly, it doesn't really surprise me. And I don't mean that in like, oh, like they, they, they wouldn't. But like when I think of podcasts, I think of like more auditory than visual. So I wouldn't think to go on YouTube and listen to like um, a podcast that I just found. Um, unless like they were like one of those podcasters that did something as they were telling a story, like doing their makeup or creating something like to also engage the, um, the listener or the, or the viewer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So since I don't, yeah, since I don't do any of that, I don't really making a YouTube isn't like on my top of my priority list. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We've like my co-host and I have been talking about. I mean, we have a YouTube channel, but we just have some audio in there, and it's again not many, not many views or anything. But that's one of the things that we're talking about, trying to change. Uh, it's because the thing is, she lives in California right now. Oh. So she's going through some sort of personal stuff, and she may move back to where to back here to where we're from, where she's from, in the next few months. So if she does that, then we'll have a chance to do YouTube stuff. And if she doesn't, then you know, then we'll just keep things the way they are. But um, I, I think for YouTube, you definitely need to have some sort of, like, like what you said, some sort of unique, kind of like a shtick, if, so to speak. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Because if you don't, then people are just going to like, uh, you know, and especially now when people's attention spans are so short, it's just ridiculous. I mean, it's... <laughs> I, I can't say anything. It took me like an hour and a half to watch like a 20 minute documentary, but like I legit have ADHD. <laughs> so it was like documentary, TikTok, documentary, play with the dog, documentary, <laughs> go make cheese sticks. <laughs> uh, I mean, if you don't mind me asking, man, and it's, I hope I'm not getting too personal here, but what age group do you belong in, like roughly? Um, I just turned 27. All right, so you're, you're about, would you be called a Gen Z? I think I honestly I've gotten so many like answers about what it like what little group I'm in so I think I'm Gen Z or at least I think I'm at like the cutoff for the longest time I mean like I'm 37 so I got you by 10 years but for the longest time people in my age group didn't want to be accept didn't want to accept being called millennials but now in the past few years it seems like they're lumping us in the millennial category and we're like whoa whoa, whoa we're not millennials <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, um, back up. <laughs> yes, because they, they have, of course, that whole negative connotation of just, you know, whatever. But Gen yeah. Zers now, I guess, are the ones that are coming up. Like, I guess the ones in their early 20s. Uh, uh, yeah, but, I think but, it changed, like, I, I think it would change every couple years, too. So I have no idea. Yeah, and, and, and it's, to me, it's it's funny. I mean, I don't get offended if somebody calls me millennial. I mean, I'd probably offend if somebody called me a boomer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, boomer. <laughs> But only because I'm not that old. I mean, I'm old, but I'm not that old. I mean, I'm, I'm not quite 40 yeah. yet. So, I mean, a boomer, I picture like my parents. They're like in their late 60s. So, Yeah, that, that's a boomer range. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it, it's just this whole cultural thing. Is just, To me, it's, it's kind of funny. And then people fighting online about what they are and what they're not. And it's just like, oh, my God, they just chill. 
it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> I guess we're gonna start shifting things a little bit, and you brought up some sort of um, stuff that you were fan of paranormal stuff. So have you ever experienced anything that's along those lines as far as something that you might not be able to explain through conventional means? Okay, so I actually, one of the episodes that we did is um, about like, it's never just, no, not that one. Um, it's about ghosts. So I tell a little bit about my parents' house. Um, so my parents' house was built by um, some guy that had a dream about this house. So he built it and then after so many years, my great-grandparents lived in it, and now my parents live it, in it. So it's kind of always been, like, in the family. This house, um, we think is haunted by the guy that built the house. Um, we call him Mr. Curtis. And for decades, Mr. Curtis has um, played pranks on our family. Um, so there are stories of, like, when my aunts and older cousins growing up in that house, um, of, like, things falling from, like, the rafters in the basement, like shoes um like even i've experienced um like if i'm like when i was a teenager i like you trying to sleep and like i would feel somebody sit on my bed oh, wow. um people would yeah people would feel stuff like that for the last couple decades um the summer we moved in um our dog who she wasn't scary of a dog she was a teacup poodle but she would still <laughs> stand at like the top of the stairs every night at midnight and work down into the basement um I have had the lights flicker on and off. Um, even to this day, me and my mom will still like, you see out of the corner of your eye, like a black figure, like a shadow go from like the bathroom to the um, to the master bedroom. Cause it's just like a walk across the hall. You'll see it out of the corner of your eye. Um, what else was, oh, the summer back whenever we moved in. Um, so there's a bathroom in the basement. I went down there and then the toilet paper roll started just unraveling. And I was like, okay. <laughs> You're, you're in here, so I'm just, I'm going to leave. <laughs> and it's kind of, what's interesting is like a couple of days after we moved in, um, his daughters actually came by to visit the house because they thought, oh, like we had just had a feeling that we should come see the house. And then they told us about how he built the house off of a dream he had and the basement was his favorite, which kind of makes sense as to why so much, like makes sense to me as to why so much activity goes on down there. Wow. Yeah. And this house is in, in that state in West Virginia? Um, kind of. It's So where I live, I'm like right on the border of Pennsylvania and West Virginia. Um, so their house is technically in Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. And that's still in your family's property? As well, like, yeah. Uh, your family still owns it? Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, uh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so you say that stuff still happens there to this day? Yes. <laughs> Wow, that kind of reminds me of, of the the story of the Winchester home in a way. I mean, I, I've uh, never like, been there. I've never yeah. been there, but uh, I don't know if you've heard about. It. I'm, I'm I'm sure you heard about it, but that whole yeah, thing I've where, heard where, about where it. yeah, Mrs. Winchester decided to keep building the house no matter what. Yeah, um, I've seen pictures of it, and it's just crazy. There's a movie about that. I don't know if you've seen it. Mm -mm. No, I haven't. It's kind of a cheesy horror movie. I mean, I'm not going to recommend it, but if you want to see it, it's, it's you know, it's I, I believe it's kind of on Netflix or, or it used to be on Netflix. I'm not sure if it's there anymore. But, I'll um, have to look it up. It's yeah. with uh, that lady. What's her name? She's a she's a fine actress. Um, is it Helen Mirren or Heather Mirren? 
Helen Mirren, I think is her name. She's a British lady. She's really nice. As, as Helen Helen Mirren, I think. Yes. And I think I only know that because they mentioned her on The Office. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't know what she looks like, but I know that name. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, she's been in a few movies. I'm, I'm sure you've seen her in at least like one or two movies. But um, she's one of those people that, oh, her. I know who she is. When, when you see her. Probably. Yeah, when you see her on the screen, you know, not before. But uh, yeah, so it's, it's it's a very loose, loose, loose adaptation of the, the facts of that house. But that's that kind of reminds me of that story, like the, the, the stuff in, in your family's home. <laughs> I mean, stuff falling from the ceilings and everything's fine. That's, I mean, as long as everyone's okay, I guess it's, it's all, <laughs> it's all yeah. good. I mean, I've never seen that. I, I mean, as far as a uh, ghost or anything like that, I've never seen one. I, well, there's a time that I thought I maybe have, maybe could have seen one. But um, stuff like that allegedly runs in my family as far as, I mean, we're Hispanic. So, and we are, we're actually from Mexico, mind you. So we moved, I moved here when I was about 10. And oh, okay. So growing up Hispanic, of course, everyone's in Mexico, at least really, like, really deep, hardcore Catholic. But mm -hmm. at the same time, there's this element of like native mysticism and stuff like that. So it's kind of like a mix of both in a way, but people that are religious kind of frown upon that but a large part of the population are go to church but at the same time they also pray to saints or they have candles burning in their homes or stuff like that so it's kind of an interesting mix <laughs> yeah like um like i've seen like there was dark tourist um or dark tourism that show on netflix like he went to um some place down in i can't remember um, it was either near Mexico or like on South America where it was like you could see like that mixture of like Catholicism and they were still like burning candles for demons and like stuff like that. Like it was very like a mixture of that aspect of spiritual mixed with religion. It was, mm -hmm. it was pretty interesting to see. Yeah. So I'm not sure if you heard about this, but uh, are you familiar with the concept of Santa Muerte? I feel like I have... It sounds familiar, but I couldn't tell you about it. It's basically, uh, the image looks like the Grim Reaper, basically. It's just a, mm -hmm. a, a, a skeleton in, in like a hood. But uh, when it comes to that, like the, the way that people think about it in Mexico, and actually pretty much in, in Latin America in general, I believe, it's basically, <laughs> it's kind of that whole thing of making a deal with the devil, so to speak, but not the devil, really, because the way that it would work is, I mean, if you don't mind me, telling you real quick um basically so let's say somebody has some sort of of financial need they need some like a lot of money because of x y or z reason and they can't come into this money through conventional means so they ask this entity santa muerte for a favor and of course if they can't do it themselves they need to go to somebody so like a witch doctor for example mm-hmm and this person would perform a ritual and, and basically you're bound to this entity, Santa Muerte, in the way that it'll grant your wish, but you are forever in debt to that thing. So there's rules that they give you, and I think it's different for everyone depending on your case, but in general, let's say for example that somebody does it and they get their money for their surgery or for their home repossession, whatever the cases they're going through, and for the rest of their life, basically, they need to do a certain type of ritual or a certain time of day, no matter what, no matter what. So, so you're, you're bound, basically. That doesn't even sound worth it. I'm not going to lie. 
I mean, like so, I'd rather work four jobs than sell my soul. <laughs> so I mean, imagine like you're, you're trying to live your best life, and you're like, oh, let me get a beer. Oh no, wait, I gotta go back and pray to this thing for like an hour. And... <laughs> you have to like set a, the time aside every day. Like, oh, nine a.m. I gotta go pray to have more day. <laughs> so essentially, that's how it will work. And if you don't do the the things that they that it, it tells you to do for it, then of course it comes back and and, and gets you. You know, it, it takes you away or whatever. But yeah. Again, it's kind of like that whole making a deal with the devil thing, but it's not really the devil. It's, it's Santa Muerte, which is just a, you know, a, a sort of a representation of the Grim Reaper, if you will. Hmm. That's, that's, that's very interesting. But, I mean, it's really popular, especially with, <laughs> believe it or not, criminals down there. Uh, people, of course, that are involved in, in the, the drug trade and stuff like that, they're, they're really devoted to that thing. A lot of them are. So, is there anything in your neck of the woods that are is kind of like a something that people are, are that that's uh, I guess what I'm trying to ask is something from from that area that's predominantly like a legend or something like that you you might you mind sharing with us real quick? One of the things like that we already mentioned was the Wendigo that is that is kind of like a legend in the like the Appalachian mm -hmm. um, like woods and stuff like the the deeper south into west virginia you go the more legends you'll have like that um and maybe on this side of the like the um the time zone basically um my so my best friend lives in new jersey and they have something called like the jersey devil that lives um like on the side of like one side of this highway where it's like all like just woods and i guess like this flying creature like lives in that woods um but other than that, I can't think of anything that's like just um, pertinent to this um, area. Hmm. I, I think I've heard of the Jersey Devil, but I'm not too familiar with it, to be honest. Yeah, I think my, my friend would be more per like knowledgeable of it, but because mm -hmm. we were just driving through, and she's like, "Oh, this is where the, the Jersey Devil is," and I'm like, "The what?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Drive faster." <laughs> Let's get out of here now. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, so. Have you ever gone on like a ghost hunting expedition or anything like that? Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> do tell, please. So nothing like nothing like cool really came out of it. It's kind of disappointing. So a couple months ago, me and Ashley went to Salem, Massachusetts, um, and we did a night tour. And the 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 tour guide after the whole tour was done, we're like, hey. So we're part of a podcast, and is there like anywhere that's like off the grid that we're not that we're not really supposed to go? And he's like, "Girl, I got you." He's like, "Go to the cemetery this time. You might see something." Oh wow! So yeah, so we went. Um, like I could kind of like feel something was like off. It was like the spirit of um, one of the men who was in charge of like um, finding the witches in Salem and like killing them um it just felt off there but like we didn't like really see or catch or hear anything um but we do plan on like doing more of that um actually um there is a penitentiary like about an hour from my house that is haunted the moundsville penitentiary um so we went there they have like haunted houses at it every year but then you can also do like a nighttime tour and they take you through like the whole prison um, because certain parts of it are um, haunted. Um, for instance, there's a part of it called the Sugar Shack. And the Sugar Shack is where they would put prisoners in together that um, they knew wouldn't like each other to lower down the population. They would just put them in there to kill each other. Wow. 
yeah so that was kind of like a ghost ghost hunting thing because it was because you could free range walk through it um like you could just like feel the heaviness in some of the areas it was it was pretty interesting like i'd like to go back and do that one again that sounds pretty cool actually mm -hmm. i don't think we have anything like that down here like <laughs> that's uh i mean because i've actively actively sorry i've been looking for places like that and of course everyone's oh yeah my grandma's house is haunted yeah but i don't want to go to your grandma's house dude. i'm sorry like i mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like grandma's over there just trying to watch her shows and you yeah, have like a exactly so the lady's watching her novelas you know her soap operas and i was like hello mom hello grandma can i hang out here for a couple hours see if i can hear ghosts <laughs> i'm just looking for like um a temperature drop or like a, a reading just don't mind me yeah so uh as far as any famous locations like that i don't think we have anything down here i mean the closest would be in san antonio which is about three hours away from me north so, I mean, I've been to San Antonio many, many times, but I've never tried to actually find anything. That's I mean, I, I may try doing that in the future. Um, I did visit New Orleans, but I regret not going to any other haunted house tours. I was mainly there to drink. Unfortunately, I was not, not, too, <laughs> not too mature yet, but... Yeah. Well, why not do both? That <laughs> shit at the same time. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, actually, I stayed in this... Uh, I mean, most of their buildings are like plantation-like type of buildings or old-timey homes like that the place that i stayed it was a hotel but it, it used to be a house like a person's house that got converted into a hotel yeah. so uh, it was called the frenchman hotel and it was actually pretty nice i mean it wasn't anything too luxurious but it was it was adequate i liked it uh, and <laughs> my undoing was that right across the street literally it was a bar so <laughs> i was like do i want to explore no nah, i want to get drunk so I... <laughs> you're like sweet temptation right there yeah it was it was not i mean if I were to go now, I mean, you know, many years after the fact, then I would definitely try to make an effort to find some sort of locations. I did come across a whole bunch of voodoo shops, so I don't know if you've ever seen one or visited one. I haven't. Um, me and Ashley actually planned on going to New Orleans at some point um, because we do want to, like, see the, like, the LaLaurie Mansion and go um, and see, like, the voodoo shops and stuff like that because just because it's, it's interesting to see um so maybe like in the next year or so we're gonna like we'd like to do like a full basically like tour of, like going from like place to place to place mm -hmm. and just hitting a bunch of haunted spots at once um so like that that's what we plan on doing sounds like a really fun idea yeah <laughs> just cross-country uh <laughs> ghost hunting i mean uh if if i remember correctly in new orleans i stayed close it was the street called frenchman frenchman street so I was maybe about a 10 to 15 minute walk from Bourbon, like the main street there, like the party street. Mm -hmm. So as I was walking around, I came across this place called Jackson Square. And there's a whole bunch of shops around there. There's, there's this place called, I think the International Market or the World Market, something like that. It's a whole bunch of shops and uh, little restaurants and stuff like that. That's a pretty nice place to visit. I mean, just, just in general, as, as far as a tourist thing, I don't think it's haunted. <laughs> but uh, Never know. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's, I think, this church in Jackson Square. I, I didn't get to win because I think there was some sort of wedding that day or something. That I, I didn't want to barge a wedding crash. Yeah. <laughs> That's valid. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, yeah, just for reference, if you guys ever end up going, that's a place you might want to visit. Just just for, for looksies, you know, it's pretty fun. But what I was getting to is that in that place, they had a whole bunch of people set up all around the square. Basically, it's kind of like a little um, market, I mean... <laughs> And it's essentially people selling their, their trinkets or people like that sell voodoo stuff or performers, like street, street performers. 
So it's a pretty cool place to go to, and I recommend it. Ten out of ten. Hmm. <laughs> pretty excited now. Now I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. So, um, man, I mean, and as far as any experiences that I might have had there, I mean, not really. I mean, I heard noises, but I think it was my neighbors, my next door in the hotel, because I would hear noises sometime in the, at, like when I was there, and it wasn't even late at night. It was during the day. And as oh. I was taking a break from from my walking around and I would hear just like people walking in the room or stuff like that but I mean I'm, I'm assuming it's just my neighbors I mean I, because that's the thing about me I don't know about you but I mean I, I do believe in paranormal stuff and I do think that I mean I went through some experiences that I that led me to believe that there is paranormal stuff and if someone out there doesn't that's that's their right entirely I mean I'm not gonna judge anyone or try to convert anyone to believing into paranormal stuff but for me at least i had a couple of experiences that i went through and i tried to find possible rational explanations and i exhausted all the possibilities so i was like okay then maybe maybe something that i we or i can't understand so this is this may fall into the realm of the paranormal yeah no i i do believe in that kind of stuff i believe like there's like um like different um like dimensions i guess you could say um mm -hmm. where like maybe different energies live on that plane um and occasionally i guess like bump into it or if um like something happens in like a certain place that energy can be trapped there um and it can come off as like a ghost or a paranormal entity something like that um but yeah i do think like there are like some kind of like might, i guess ghosts is what some people could call them but i do think there is some kind of like paranormal things in the world yeah, I think for me at least, it's it's down to the point where like we're not quite there yet as far as being able to understand these things. Mm -hmm. And the way that I see it, it's kind of like the way that it turned out to be with microbes and germs and viruses. I mean, people were dying from these illnesses. And way back in the day, you know, like the Middle Ages, whatever, they didn't have microscopes. They didn't have any of these things. So, of course, they blame the devil for all these things. Yeah. Uh, but my point is that it's not until the technology was developed to be able to study those things that, okay, this is what it is. And I'm not saying that, you know, we're going to be able to do that with ghosts or anything like that, but I think it's, my point, I guess, is that until we have the right means to be able to study that, I, I don't think we're going to be able to understand it. At least me personally. Yeah. I think the closest you can get is just doing a lot of meditation. <laughs> <laughs> just, just concentrating. Is not gonna lie. Like if you meditate enough, and um, so like I've done like guided meditations on like YouTube and stuff, and like basically like opening up a little bit more and like raising your vibration, like stuff like that does happen to you more frequently. Where like you do sense um, other beings and stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. It's just it's just something interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I guess the whole point of that, me, that whole rant that I just did, did was that, uh, in general, I try to find, you know, valued explanations first, and then if I can't seem to find one, then I'll just, okay, then maybe something that's not of the scientific realm is going on here. I had a couple of stories, I mean, like, uh, I'm not gonna, sh I, I shared some of those in the, in the podcast episodes, but just real quick, I mean, in my family, apparently, there's this thing where my mom's family allegedly has the gift for being sensitive to that thing so hmm. a whole bunch of my my relatives claim to see or feel things my brother being one of them i think his kids also one of his kids uh, has claimed to see some sort of shadow man in, in their home um 
Oh my god, we did an episode on the Shadow Man. I'm mm -hmm. sorry, continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah I'll, I'll ask you about that in a minute. But um, yeah, so, uh, and as far as myself, I mean, I don't see ghosts. But, and I, I don't want to claim that I'm something that I'm not because I, I, I don't think that I'm gifted or I, I don't know if, if I, I, maybe I'm just not ready to accept it. <laughs> <laughs> but essentially, I, I have felt presences in, in places and I've felt emotions in places. Like, let's say, for example, that I'm going to a friend's house and it's the first time that I'm there and it's an old house or whatever or an old apartment and I walk in and it's like, man, it feels really like I start feeling like not sad, but kind of like in a down mood. Mm -hmm. or something like that and you find out that something terrible happened in that or the opposite I start feeling really happy and it was just some place where there was a lot of happiness in the past so I don't know what it is I mean I, I again don't want to claim that I'm gifted or anything like that but it's happened to me a few times like that and it's just like wow maybe I am a psychic ad <laughs> yeah one of the I read one of the books I read about it is like um, a lot of people like really they experience that and it's kind of like it kind of plays into um i guess being open to the paranormal where it's like you walk in like you feel empathetic to the energy in the room is the way to put it where it's like you kind of you you feel if like it's like how you how you said like you felt like something bad happened or you suddenly like felt like something good happened there um like stuff like that i think it's pretty common which which is pretty um, interesting. Yeah, definitely. I mean, but my brother, for example, he's allegedly seen a lot of things. He he would see a woman that was chasing him around. That's uh, terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Back when he <laughs> when he first started dating the lady that was now his wife, um, he would claim to see this woman that was always kind of like stalking them and stuff like that. And, the way he described her was some sort of an old timey woman, like from the 1800s, the, the, the dress and the, and the hair, the way she was wearing it. And eventually he went to this witch doctor lady and he she made it go away. So he hasn't seen her since. But I don't know, it's kind of weird. I, I, I can't say that I've been to that level because to me, I'd be terrified if I just see some random lady pop her head into my door. Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> I would live in constant fear of my life. <laughs> Imagine like just that going is in. terrifying. I don't mean to get too graphic, but you know he's having a good time with his date, whatever, and then just just see this lady <laughs> popping her her head over the door. It's, <laughs> it's like, hey, can I join you guys? <laughs> what you guys doing? Yeah. It's, oh my god. No, but but um, yeah. I mean, yeah. but yeah, he he would be terrified of this person. And at at some point, I think his his girlfriend back then, now his wife, would claim to also see her a couple times, but. So you mentioned the Shadow Man. What, what's up with that? What do you find out about him? Um, so what was interesting about the Shadow Man is um, so Ashley, um, she goes through in the episode about how she has seen the Shadow Man. So a lot of things that I read, like even like from people that I know, people that she knows, um, whenever I want to like just be internet to like see who else has like experience the shadow man it's always described as like a tall man that may or may not be wearing a trench coat and have like a kind of like a top hat on but not like a top hat but like one of those like fedora type hats mm -hmm. um where it's just like this phenomenon that people over the world have seen something similar to that mm -hmm. um and he is actually known to like kind of be um like an antagonizing figure like if you see him he's not there to like be your friend or anything he's like not something you want to see like, I saw something similar to him whenever I was younger, like a shadow of him, like, across my ceiling as I was, like, a little kid trying to go to sleep. 
And um, I was the only one on that floor of the house. So there was nobody else upstairs. Um, Ashley has seen it um, whenever she was younger. Um, she was like face to face with them. And then people in her house saw him as well. It's just, it's just a weird phenomenon that people like across the world have seen. It's kind of unexplainable. Hmm. I don't know if it's the same thing, but I used to have dreams uh, due to a situation that I went through. And this is one of the ones that I was telling you about that I went through that kind of convinced me that, okay, there's something out there that I'm not able to explain or whatever. So I would be having all these weird, terrible nightmares. And it turned out because I was cursed, by the way. Uh, next girlfriend of mine cursed me. But anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> basically, uh, I was having all these weird, terrible dreams about demons and presences and stuff like that and one, the first time that it happened i was in my room and the door or sorry the, the window sorry and well actually the window and the door face towards the street so my room is, is literally the first room that you know I'm, I'm facing the street rather you know so across the street the neighbor's house the, the way this neighborhood is, is drawn is a little weird so we face their side of their house and there's a fence so i remember dreaming something that i was in my house and then actually, i should think that i was watching I, I was having a dream that i was watching tv because i was in my room and i was laying down and all of a sudden somehow i feel or see this thing across the street and it just reminded me of this because of how you describe the shadow man right now he's like a, like wearing like a coat and a hat and this figure in, in dark or black you know really really dark attire and as soon as he noticed that I noticed him, he flew across the street, through my door and into my room and started to choke me, kind of like sleep paralysis style. Oh, I hate that. So I had that dream and then when I, I woke up, or at least my, my eyes, my mind woke up, but I couldn't move, I couldn't breathe for a couple of minutes and I felt this horrible pressure in my chest and I was choking, I, I couldn't breathe, I couldn't speak, I couldn't do anything. So eventually I, I was able, I mean, I started praying. I started like, you know, um, praying, just, you know, take this away from me, whatever. And after a couple minutes, it went away. So I don't know if it was just like a sleep paralysis or if it's that or, or somehow connected to, to what you were talking about right now. Have you ever experienced any sort of a sleep paralysis? Um, I, not really. Like I have like these weird I get kind of dreams where it's like it feels like I'm awake like I can like feel my body laying there but I don't like really like what I see like sometimes I see like creepy like demon things but nothing that's like ever felt like I was being physically touched mm -hmm. um like I've had like like last night actually like a weird dream where like it felt like I was awake but it was terrifying <laughs> because like I was in my house feeling where I was awake running around and there was a demon trying to kill me so like oh wow <laughs> that's not pleasant no <laughs> <laughs> well is there anything else you want to mention as far as any um other topics you may want to discuss or anything that's come to your mind right now um not that I could think of all right, cool. Uh, well, why don't you go ahead and let our listeners know of your social media. Where can people find you and listen to your episodes? So we are found on just about any podcast platform, such as like Spotify, Apple, Good Pods, Stitcher, Deezer, anything like that. Uh, we are on Instagram, um, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, 
under a little wicked or a little wicked pod or a little wicked podcast, any of those variants. But we also have a website, um, a little wicked podcast.webador.com, um, where it has all like all of our links to our social medias. It kind of introduced us. And there's a separate tab where like I have because every once in a while I like to go over missing persons, um, just kind of get a little bit of publicity on them. Um, so I have all their information under a separate tab. Um, but yeah, that's um, where you can find us. All right. Awesome. So hopefully you guys go on for a long, long time because I really enjoy your podcast. Thank you. I, I really appreciate you messaging us um, and having us on your show. Yeah, definitely. And hopefully, I mean, if it's if it's okay with, with you or, or maybe if both of our co-hosts can at some point join us, we may do another one of these or do a collaboration in an episode because I, I think we got a lot of uh, stuff to discuss. We do, and I would totally be down for that. <laughs> awesome. That's amazing. Well, thank you guys very much for listening. That was Kayla from A Little Wicked Pod. And you can find us exploring the myths behind the legends on linktree.com slash myths behind LGDS. That's going to have all of our links to all of our social media, including but not limited to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. So thank you guys very much for listening. We do hope you enjoy this conversation and we do hope you also give a little wicked pod a follow and listen to their episodes because they are awesome. Thank you, Kayla. Thank you.